in this 17th session of Look at the Book on Romans 8, we will focus on verse 17. And if you haven't found your heart soaring yet in this chapter, uh, attach your wings. Father, I pray that these glorious things will come home to us with deeper understanding and sweeter experience. Even though we're not yet glorified, you have given us the first fruits of the Spirit, so help us discern and experience what's here. I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. So here at the beginning of verse 17, you have this if. If you are children. Now, he's just said we are the children of God. And the evidence for that is that uh, we are not debtors to the flesh to live according to the flesh. That's evidence number one. Another evidence is that by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body. You hate sin. That's evidence number two. A third evidence is that you are led by the Spirit of God. That's evidence number three. A fourth is that we cry, Abba, Father. That's evidence number four. And if this is so, if we are the children of God, if all these things are true of us, then we are heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided, another if, if we suffer with him, in order that we may be glorified with him. So three things we want to look at. Uh, first, what is it to be glorified with him? We'll take that first. Second, what is it to be a, an heir of God and a fellow heir with Christ? And third, what does he mean by if we suffer with him? So let's take in order that we may be glorified with him. We are destined to be glorified with Christ, that is to be made glorious, not just to see the glory of God, not just to see the glory of Christ, but to be made glorious. So here we are now, by way of illustration of this, later in the chapter, not far, verses 28 to 30, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose, for those whom he foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. So there's another way of saying glorified with Christ, conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. So there's a conformity. There's a physical conformity. Our bodies will be raised from the dead, and we will share in his glory. That's what it says in, in 1 Peter 3.21. And here, I think the focus is on a, a moral and spiritual conformity. Uh, the ransomed of God will be saved to sin no more. So the glory that we will have will be a glory like Christ's glory. Jesus said in Matthew 13, 43, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So that's coming. We will scarcely, as C.S. Lewis says, be able to look at one another without worshiping. But we will be changed morally, so that won't be a temptation. Now, what does it mean? What does it mean, secondly, to uh, be the heir of God and fellow heir. And the reason I took this 
first, this glorification with him, is that we won't be able to handle the spectacular inheritance we will receive unless we have been glorified. If we receive that inheritance now, we would be crushed by it and we would become idolaters in a second. But once we're glorified so that we conform to Christ, then we'll be fit to inherit what we're going to inherit. And what is that? Well, back in chapter 4, verse 13 of Romans, it says, The promise to Abraham and his offspring, and that's who we are by faith, that he would be the heir of the world, did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And that's what we share in by trusting Christ. So the first statement of what we inherit is the world in Romans. And here's another one. This is 1 Corinthians 3, 21 to 23. All things are yours, you Christians, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world, same as here, or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future. All things, all are yours, and you are Christ's, and Christ is God's. We are fellow heirs with Christ. As he is God's, we are his, and thus what he owns, because he is God's, we own, because we are Christ's. And therefore, the answer to the question, what will we inherit, is everything. Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the world. Everything will serve us. Everything will be at our disposal someday. Nothing will be outside our purview, and nothing will be our enemy anymore. Everything will work together for our good. Everything will be at our disposal for our enjoyment from God. Which leaves one last thing. If we suffer... What does that mean? Does it mean a certain measure of persecution has to happen? The next verse, this is verse 18, the next verse after verse 17 is, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed to us. So it's this suffering that's answering the question in verse 17 if we suffer with him. And what is this suffering? It's the suffering of the present time. What is the suffering of the present time? We'll look here in verse 23, just a few verses later. And not only the creation groans, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God, and not only does the creation uh, groan, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan, inwardly, waiting our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. So my answer is the the sufferings of this present time are all the sufferings of our bodies. Everything that's that we encounter that's difficult for us and hard for us, if we suffer it in reliance upon Christ and for the glory of Christ, it becomes then a suffering with him. I don't think I don't think this means here that that there's a certain degree of persecution that everybody has to walk through. So make sure you go out and make enough enemies. That will come. And Paul says in 1 Timothy that if, if we desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, we will be persecuted. But, but this suffering here is everything we encounter in this life, including, as I pointed out before, this putting to death the deeds of the body, which is also an uncomfortable and painful thing when we have to kill temptation in our life. So we suffer with him in order that we might be glorified with him in all of our sufferings and we wait for the redemption of our bodies. This, 2 Corinthians 
4.17. This light momentary affliction, that's our whole life. Compared to eternity, it is momentary, even though it's lifelong. And compared to the weight of glory, it is light. This light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. We're going to be glorified with him if we endure and walk through this affliction. So, number one, we're going to be glorified with Christ as the children of God. Number two, fit by that glory, we will inherit everything. Number three, we will get there through suffering and no other way. Therefore, put to death the deeds of the body. Therefore, live by the Spirit and not the flesh. Therefore, give yourself up to the leadership of the Holy Spirit as he leads you into war with sin. Therefore, let us cry and enjoy our Abba Father.